Hey everybody, TLC back again with another episode. I have been gone for a bit of time, so I uh, I do know that it has been it's been a while, but uh, and I did promise I wouldn't do this again and disappear for a long time. But it happens sometimes. I've been gone for a little bit, had a lot of things to take care of, and uh, yeah, so that was just um, that was that. But we are back now, so we're all good and. Today's episode is classic one. Uh, sad. This Saturday was, or last Saturday, technically, the one that just passed, the one that just happened, was the anniversary of the Dobbs decision overturning Roe v. Wade, Dobbs versus Jackson, which, you know, got us an end to uh, blanket legalized abortion, which is very good because it allowed some states to outlaw it. Sure, we still have some problems with... Um, What's where abortion pills, whatnot, in those states, but it's of course whatever. Uh, that was a big. It was a big step forward, and we should celebrate it. Oh, so to celebrate, I have a few tips today that I'm going to bring you people to help you uh, continue debating abortion with people around you if you'd like to do that, or you know just if you need. Trying to think of it going on, are you going on Twitter because you hate yourself and want to go debate with random people with random uh, people online, or you know you're smart and you don't want to go deal with internet trolls, so you actually go around and debate with real life people that actually exists and probably aren't just bots. <sighs> Either way, these tips should help you put together a good coherent argument. Or just avoid situations where you're stuck talking to a bot over Twitter or a bot in real life. I would say the first and probably most important tip for any argument would definitely be to, like, you know, have evidence, have something to back it up, or at least know what you're talking about. That's important, and I think it's also important to say, because I feel like a lot of people just don't do that. They really like to go into arguments and debates just kind of on a whim. And if you don't have at least something in the back of your head to back yourself up with, getting into a full-blown argument probably isn't going to end well for you. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's not going to go well if you're just going to jump in knowing one thing. Because if your opponent has something that counters that one point, you're basically lost. So it's good to have a few points and counterpoints in your mind for when these things come up. If you want to get into a debate, so that you can do well in the debate and hopefully change some minds, because that that's is the idea in the end. But it is also just good to be able to defend your ideas on principle. It makes you, it helps you believe in them more if you can defend them readily. So I'd recommend buying apologetics if you're into those kind of things. You know, uh, I didn't actually know what the word apologetic meant until like year a year ago, but it's like basically just a book of arguments or video of arguments, just a collection of arguments for to defend some certain thing. So like a Catholic apologetic would be a set of arguments defending the Catholic faith, something like that. So um, something like that would be useful or just books to have more just scientific basic evidence that you can then turn to your own arguments. A really good one is Keith L. Moore's The Developing Human. That's like the baseline number one best best possible embryology textbook you could use any anything the study of embryology in general i think would be useful i have 
I have stopped an argument with a pro-choicer because uh, they didn't know what embryology was. They didn't know it existed. And this guy, he was a pretty smart guy, actually. Like, I knew him. He was, you know, the guy's guy's a genius, but he didn't, he did not know what embryology was. And, you know, most people, I don't, don't think of it if they do, even if they do know about it that much, because it's not really that much of a big, you know, famous science, especially nowadays, even though it should be. But, you know, the idea of whole science developed to, oh, whole science, you know, committed specifically to, uh, learning about a human being as it develops from the point of conception because it would have them believe that human beings start developing at the point of conception and life begins at conception, which is something they don't want to believe in because they want to keep abortion around people in general. I think most, not most, maybe not most, but well, actually, according to studies, most people want to keep abortion around just not to like any kind of ridiculous, like nine month thing that like places like New York and New Jersey are doing. In California, like they, they think there should be some kind of cutoff point. And uh, if you talk to these people, usually the people who think there should be some kind of cutoff point are the most agreeable ones. You tend to find a lot of crazies on places like social media platforms. If you, but you can, if you go out, you'll probably find more moderate people. Since I feel like most people are somewhat moderate on the issue, and there are like a certain group of very aggressive pro-choice a certain group of very aggressive pro-lifers the group of very aggressive pro-lifers i'd say is probably rising and so is the aggressive pro-choicer group i think there are less moderate people now but there's still a majority of moderates i would say probably don't quote me on it not 100 percent sure but i would say that most likely there's still a relatively large group of moderates around and he made the point of all this is to just come with evidence so that you are convincing and your argument sound, sounds convincing and that your argument then your argument can be coherent and you will sound like you know what you're talking about. The next big point would be to remain calm in arguments. People do get to, tend to get very fired up over arguments, especially in cases like this. Like abortion it feels a very uh, high strung issue. People on both sides see it as a life or death issue. The pro-lifers obviously see it as, you know, a child being killed because that's what it is. And then pro-choicers see it as women being killed for some reason because that's what they've been told. And, like, you know, they think they're going to lose all their rights and be returned to the horrible ages of the 1950s where women had to, I don't know, like, live at home and didn't work. Because for some reason, people think that's the worst thing. Like, I mean, just to go off for a second here, I don't know why everyone uses 1950s housewife as, like, the uh like symbol for like oppressed woman like go to go to the middle east <laughs> like look at all these places that are like largely islamic and muslim places in the middle east where women half can't even like take off a th- the thing over their heads without getting shot why is that not the symbol for oppressed woman and a woman who decided to stay at home instead of having a job and like you know cooking and cleaning and taking care of her kids is oppressed like, that sounds a lot nicer than working 9 to 5 and coming home to then do those same things again or living in a place where you actually have no rights and just, you know, get killed if you try to do anything against your husband whatsoever. Like, I don't think that that's... Uh, I don't know, man. Anyway, 
point here being don't get riled up during arguments. You want to stay calm and keep on track to your point, which is an example. I just had an example of what not to do. Try not to go off on tangents. But I just really wanted to mention that real quick. But do, yeah, try not to go off on tangents when you're having a formal debate or any kind of debate whatsoever that you want to win and you want to win all debates. Why would you want to lose a debate? So try not to go off on, you know, random things and try to remain calm and remain on point. Because when you get angry, then your opponent has won already. Whenever someone gets angry, their opponent has already won because now you lose all the coherence that you worked on getting in the first step. You lose all that. That's all gone. GG's. And, you know, now you're all angry looking and you're not thinking straight because you're angry. And then your opponent will have a clear advantage over you because they can remain calm knowing that they've riled you up. However, if you can rile up your opponent without doing stupid things like just name calling them for no reason, then you'll look more professional because you will remain calmed. Remained calm, sorry. Or if they're trying to rile you up with stupid things like name calling, which I feel like is a thing that happens very often. I'm going to say that it happens more often to pro-lifers from pro-choicers and the other way around because that is true. That is, I would say, in most cases, you know, pro-lifers are less likely to call pro-choicers, to name-call them than pro-choicers are to do with pro-lifers because they tend to, pro-choicers tend to say things that pro-lifers are like misogynists or whatever, and then pro-lifers tend to not do that. I have heard there are obviously situations where there's harassment from the pro-life side to the pro-choice side, which is wrong. All I'm saying is it's more common the other way around, you know. Come on, guys. You know it's true. Ugh. Anyway, point being, just don't harass people during the debate. Don't get angry. Don't start name-calling, because if you do that, you've lost. Like, that. that's how it works. You may look like you've won, or you may think you're, you know, you're really ripping into them, but you've lost in the public eye, and you've also lost them because now you just start gone from a debate that could have ended in some kind of consensus or one person changing their mind to a shouting match that can be as com- comparable to, you know, two five-year-olds on a playground fighting over who stole the ball. Like it's stupid. It's not going to help anybody. It's going to be a waste of both of your time, and it's just going to end with everybody being angry at the end of it. So what you should do is instead of that, have a calm debate, stay calm throughout the entire thing, say your piece, and if they're still angry, then they're still angry. And you've remained calm, which means to the onlookers, you were the one who remained calm and didn't resort to name-calling, didn't go down to getting angry and ripping into them for no reason, and you remained you know, professional, and they'll see that, and they will appreciate you more than the person who went rabid on you. Which brings us to the next point, and the final one. Sometimes it is really just better to not get into the debate, or not not get into the debate necessarily, but just to leave the debate. Like, if the debate is getting crazy, and people are just, you know, trying to kill each other, or someone's just trying to, like, go attacking you for no reason, name-calling you for no reason, it is really 100% not worth it to continue on that debate. It is there is no reason you should do it. Because it will only end with 
either you then going down to that name-calling thing and starting attacking them back, or them just attacking you endlessly. Because they've already made up their mind that they're not going to listen to you. Now, sometimes name-calling can be, like, you know, calm down. If they start up early, then there's a chance that they're just trying to get you riled up because they're scared of your point or they just don't want to deal with your point or whatever. And, you know, so if you but if, and if you ignore them and keep going calmly, maybe they'll calm down. But if they show no sign of calming down, especially if this is not someone, you know, this is like, you know, not any kind of this is just some random person. It's often not worth it to continue in real life when you're debating someone, possibly for your own safety, if it's like a random person. But online, it's just like also because just like whatever, you don't want to have a troll blowing up your phone every two seconds with another Twitter reply, another IM or DM. You don't you don't need it. It's not worth it. Don't do it. Just just let it go. Just let it go and move on. It is they are not worth it. They are not worth your time. So debates are a very good way to get your point across in a you know, professional manner, an sophisticated manner. You know, you really putting together your arguments and weaving them together into a you know, very coherent, smooth argument that you can just throw at somebody and you know, kind of fight back and forth like a verbal duel. It's very nice. But if the other person is not doing that, then it's not really a debate. It's either a shouting match on both sides or you trying to debate with what is essentially a stone wall that's just yelling back at you. So even though debates can be very fun and can be very informative and can even be some of the best ways to change minds, it may not be in your best interest to debate every single person that you meet. And as a final extra point, little little bonus one, even though we got to three, we got to the magic number of good good points. Felt like uh, wanted to use a bit wanted to use something like a biblical number, but I felt like seven might be a little. I don't don't know if I could come up with seven points without getting a lot of repetition, and forty was definitely definitely way too much. So felt like three was a good number, and three with one bonus one just for fun. I would recommend not debating with friends the same way you would debate with other people. And I mean, while that might sound obvious, I feel like that's also a mistake a lot of people make because your friends are different than like random strangers you meet in the street or you meet online. And it could get very nasty, especially with an issue like abortion. I would recommend if you have a friend who's pro-choice and you want to, you know, try to change their mind on the issue, you could just try to approach them about it calmly and like in a non-debating format and try to come with just a more discussion-based format, which is actually really nice to do with strangers also. If these people are, again, not going to go crazy on you and you don't go crazy on them, a nice discussion format can be a really good way to come to either some kind of consensus or to change a mind. But I, it's not good to debate with friends. It just causes strife. It's not worth it. Don't do it. And that was it. That's the little bonus hint, and we are done for today. Today was a little bit of a shorter one, but, you know, I've come off a long break and got to you know, get everybody back into the groove of it, including myself. So today's was a little bit shorter, but next week's will be longer, and 
I'll also be make tr- going on trying to make some extra episodes on like you know the side that I can post whenever I need to if I'm missing a day because a large issue was you know why not in school and SATs and ACT all that problem all that caused a lot of problems and then it wasn't able to record the show so I'm gonna have some extras that I can just throw on there when I need to don't worry they'll be just as good quality as the normal ones. And, you know, we'll and we'll also be seeing what we're doing with kind of expanding a little bit, maybe moving to Rumble. Again, the Rumble thing was postponed because of um, lots of things just going on, which was we're not we're not great. And yeah, but we are going to see what we're, do, we're going to do with that. Um, and then, yeah, we'll see how it goes from there. So for now, I will be seeing you guys later. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, God bless TLC out.